is going to share his favorite, favorite things of 2017 here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Colleen and Bradley are out today. I'm Holly. I'm here with Rocco. I'm here with Ryan. And Rocco is going to share his highly curated list of his favorite things of 2017. I don't know about that. No, I want this to be sort of an open conversation, okay. too. All right. But yeah, okay. it's the time of year where you look back. Best mm-hmm. of the year, right? I, yeah. I kind of love this year because that's when everybody publishes their like best you know, best songs of 2017. So then in and with things like Spotify, you can take those lists and just build like a huge list and go ahead and listen to it and say, oh, thanks, Rolling Stone. I guess I would have missed that song. Or thanks, Pitchfork.com or whatever. And then I listen to it and I'm usually you know disappointed by the state of pop music oh and, well aren't but, we all um so i don't know i was looking back and thinking about the best things we watched the best things i the concerts we went to all right well let's start with the best things that you rocco watched in 2017 so what were a couple of highlights of from streaming services from tv even maybe from movies what what, did, well, what were you digging i'm caught up let's see i'm trying you know there's so many things i you know i think we all kind of bounce around on things and there's things yeah. we're caught up on and there's things we're going back and catching up on and stuff for me one thing i'm i'm catching up on is uh, The Good Place. You watched oh, that? Yeah. Well, I watched about five or six episodes last year. Yeah. And that's a show with Kristen Bell right. and Ted Danson, and she has passed away. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you. that's right. We're Thank gonna, you. Oh, that's These are a few about her. of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and um, so it's one of those, I mean, you, you know how it sometimes it is where all of a sudden you just feel like everybody on your Twitter feed or on your Facebook is talking about something, and mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. You Everybody wanna... seems to be talking about The Good Place and how good it is. So luckily, season one was on Netflix. I think season one and two is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Went back, started it, watching it with the wife. It was it's, it's a good one to watch with the wife because I find a lot of people say the same thing, you know, guys of, of my age or guys with kids, that their wife won't watch, uh, you know, Breaking Bad with them. They won't. They won't mm. watch uh, Game of Thrones with them because they kind of like they can't handle the stress. And the, okay, and the right. Life. Life is stressful um, enough, and you know. we don't want to watch it in our fiction. Right. We tried. Uh-huh. We we got through about a season and a half of The Leftovers on oh. HBO, which was amazing. Uh. And then my wife was like, "I just can't." Do oh, this Ryan, anymore. you dig the leftovers? I watched the first season, waiting for something to happen, and it never happened. And then I just I couldn't even do. It. I know it came back for the second season. I think a third season. Yeah, yeah third and, and third and final. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just. I, it, it dragged. It, it, it was dragging for me. Oh. I tried. I, so, um, did you, you you like the second and third? I I'm halfway through the second before okay. my wife bailed, <laughs> and she was like, "I'm out." Bye. And I've been kind of waiting to see if that was a permanent bail or not. I'm like, "Sure, should I move forward?" She I was much she, like the leftovers. Yeah. She <laughs> just <laughs> went away. Yeah, yeah, but you know, speaking of shows that you watch in relationships, you know, there oftentimes there are shows that you can watch together as a couple, and then there's a ton of shows that you need to watch during the significant other's nap time yes. or when they're away. Mm. We have definitely a lot of shows. I have one, and one of my favorite shows from this year that was a show that I watched as a solo experience was season two of The Crown. Ah, okay. I'm, I, I'm doing the same thing solo here. And oh, you're watching it solo? Yeah, the lady friend's pissed, but oh, I, I couldn't well, wait. I couldn't oh, wait. Oh, see, now, my significant other, he has no interest in watching The Crown oh. season two whatsoever, and so whenever he's napping or out doing his things, you know, you oh. blast well, on The Crown season and the crown is another example of the thing I just talked about where all of a sudden everybody in my social media can't stop talking about the mm-hmm. crown. So I'm like, yeah. okay, the crown is a thing and now I have to watch it and yeah. I will. So, you, someday? I will. I all think right. I will. It's, it's on my list. Did you watch season one? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, so you're starting from the beginning. But it just seems like everybody 
you know, I mean, everybody I know with good taste seems to like The Crown. Everybody's talking about right. it. All right. So, Rocco, you like The Good Place. People are talking about The Crown. What else were you watching this year? Well, uh, you, you talked about, uh, you know, things you watch during the significant other's nap time. I'm, I've kind of known... My wife usually goes to bed early and then I stay up late um, and I like to watch, you know, like uh, adult swim type stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> a couple of things that I've really enjoyed during my alone time, I call it basement basement time, um, <laughs> is um, a couple of things on adult swim. One is called Dream Corp LLC, mm-hmm. which is like a short little 15 minute weird show. It features the guy who played Uncle Rico in uh, Napoleon no Dynamite kidding. as a mad scientist. Oh, classic, no classic. kidding. And uh, it's kind of fun. They go. They. Uh, it's kind of about dreams, and they kind of tap into people's <laughs> dreams in order to solve their problems, and you know they make things worse. It, it's it's a pretty smart uh, and fun late night friendly show. So what's that show called again? Dream Corp. C O R P. You know, Corp. Corp. Yeah, Corp. LLC. Cool. And another one from that same era, you know, same sort of Adult Swim is called. <laughs> Brad Neely's Harg Nolan Sclopio Pipio. Oh my God. <laughs> Explain that show. Um, and this is from the guy who does another adult swim show called China, Illinois. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one is just like rapid fire. It's almost like a robot chicken kind of thing where it's like rapid fire. Uh, if if you don't find this skit funny, wait ten seconds because there'll be another one coming mm-hmm. up in a ADD. second. And I it's like kind of yeah, and he kind of makes up funny songs and it's all animated. And uh, I was kind of surprised to find it. Nice. And so I enjoyed it. What's Those, it called again? That one's called <laughs> Brad Neely's Harg Nolan Sclopio Pipio. All right. Wonderful. You know, one, I wonder why it didn't catch on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, one show, speaking of Adult Swim, that I recently got back into and I forgot how funny it was, was Squidbillies. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Squidbillies. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize that they were making new episodes of Squidbillies. So if you don't know what Squidbillies oh, is, it's, a, it's an animated series that's on Adult Swim, and it's actually been around since 2005. So, oh and they actually have been making new episodes of it. So it's what it sounds like. It's squids that are hillbillies and it's their antics and adventures. I mean, it is crass. It is inappropriate, but it is hilarious. So there are new episodes of Squidbillies on an adult swim that you can watch too. So I do enjoy the adult swim. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, so like I said, I, I listen to, I look at these lists, best mm-hmm. of music and I, I kind of go back and, and listen, and I don't know. I found a few songs that I kind of like a little bit. But the song that keeps coming back to me, and I don't know if you can pull it up on that number I gave you, um, the, I think my favorite song of the year is a mashup. Mm-hmm. And I know mashups are so, what, 2004? I mean, what would you say? Uh, like 2011, right. maybe, yeah. Um, but I think to this day, a good ma- a, a mashup done well still just kills. I, I always tell yep. the story. A couple years ago, I kind of DJ at my bowling league and I, I kind of play the music and I was like, you know what? It's been, let's let's go with mashups. And I thought everybody was going to hate it and be like, Rocco, this is so dated or whatever. It's the most popular thing I ever did DJing at bowling. People from the other league were coming over to me. They're like, I heard you put together this list. This is amazing. <laughs> Ooh, look at People you. Are like, Can you get-? Yeah. <laughs> and so my favorite song of 2017, I think, is a mashup between Carly Rae Jepsen and Boston. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? Okay. And then oh, when we come, such a yeah, yeah, when we oh. come back from the break, we're gonna listen to Ronco's favorite song of 2017, the mashup of Carly Rae Jepsen and Boston. So you're gonna want to stay tuned and listen to that right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. 
We've got Rocco's favorite song of 2017, and we're going to listen to it here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Colleen and Bradley are out. I'm Holly. I'm here with Rocco. I'm here with Ryan. And let's get right to it. So Rocco yes. said that his favorite song of 2017 is, in fact, a mashup of two different songs. Yes. And I'm not even one of those hipsters that claims to love Carly Rae Jepsen, although it is kind of a, it's a, a fashionable it's a yes. a, a take. That to she's have. one of the great pop singers yes. of our time. But I just think when a mashup works so well, it just it's kind of it can be like a jaw dropper. And I think this song, I think it's called "Cut to the More Than a Feeling," kills. All right, here it goes. Thank you, Boston. Yeah. Oof. Wow, my mind was just blown right there. So what was that? the name I of that song again? Cut, because it's it's a mashup it, of cut, cut to the feeling mm-hmm. and more than a feeling. So I think it's called Cut to the More Than a Feeling. It's pretty good. I like it. I'm a big I'm a fan. You're a fan. All right. Well, that was Rocco's favorite song of 2017. It was a mashup of Carly Rae Jepsen and Boston. And, and we're gonna say yeah, I was go gonna ahead. do one thing. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this, yeah, yeah. when we are when this weekend I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about in my, you know. Yeah. Debut, my debut and farewell performance as a talk show host. <laughs> but um, so I was driving around yesterday, and I, I think uh, the song "River" by uh, um, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell came up on a Christmas mix I was listening to, and I thought to myself, "What's a better What's a better song, "River" by Joni Mitchell, or "The River" by Bruce Springsteen?" <gasps> And so, A, I want to f- get your opinion on it, and B, it reminded me that I made a Spotify list a few years ago where I picked songs that are not the same song but have the same name, and I thought maybe throughout the rest of the show we could just sprinkle in, it's it's like a snap judgment thing, right? Yeah, yeah. This or that. This or that. Which which song is better, you know, for instance, well, let's start with River by uh, Joni Mitchell or The River by Bruce Springsteen. Okay, well, let's start with River okay. by Joni Mitchell. Listen to this song and see how you like it. Of joy. Sorry, it's I guess I forgot to edit the beginning. <laughs> they're cutting down trees, they're putting up reindeer and singing songs of joy and peace. Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away on. But it don't snow here, it stays pretty green. I'm gonna make a lot of money, then I'm gonna quit this crazy scene. I wish I had a river I could skate away on. Now, first of all, it's, it's kind of. 
kind of unsafe to skate on a river, isn't it? It can be if it's frozen enough. But you, you can though. Yeah, you can. Like any, like it has to be the right river. You couldn't skate on the Mississippi. No, and I don't think the ice is thick enough. <laughs> if you found a small river, yes, you could the one like Joni River once. Yes. Maybe you could actually do it without falling through the ice. So that was River by Joni Mitchell. Okay, right. Right. And the and the next one will be the, the River by Bruce Springsteen. Okay, here we go. But I remember us riding in my brother's car, her body tan and wet down at the reservoir. At night on the banks I'd lie awake, then pull her close just to feel each breath she'd take. Those memories come back to haunt me. They haunt me like a curse. Is a dream a lie that don't come true? Sadness and longing. Singer songwriters yeah. wishing for the halcyon days. Yes. Frozen rivers and dry rivers and uh, rivers right. of all sorts. So, okay, so Rocco, you like The River by Bruce well, Springsteen better than River by Joni Mitchell. I think I might. Really? Oh. I know. Yeah, you know. Controversial opinions. But it's here. close. That's all right. It's close. Okay, Ryan, what about you? I don't, Joe, that Joni, that's one of my favorite Joni Mitchell tunes, if not the favorite. I mean, that, that voice. That falsetto, the Bruce sounds like he's drunk in that tune. It just <laughs> well, drags on. When doesn't he sound that's drunk? That's true. That's true. Bruce. I'm going with Joni Mitchell yeah, on this on, one. Rock. Joni Mitchell that's River. Cool. Only because that song has the perfect melancholy holiday vibe. I like my holiday music to be a little sad. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite Christmas album is Charlie Brown Christmas because I find <laughs> that music to be very dark and very depressing and I love it so much. So I'm going with Joni River. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right. So we have Mitchell. determined two to one. Yeah, Joni okay. Mitchell yeah, <laughs> is, uh, is the winner of, fine. of the River Showdown. So we're going to be doing this throughout the show where Rocco has selected two different songs with the same song title, we're going to listen to both those songs back to back, and then we're going to decide which song is better. Yes. Yes. Lots of songs. You've been working on this I for did. quite it's, some it's, time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I picked maybe 10, 
choices, but on my Spotify list, I might have like a hundred or something. All right. Well, and speaking of the holiday seasons and Joni Mitchell's The River, I just got it called the holiday season over because of something that I saw over the weekend. Like we've reached peak post holiday. Like we're beyond the holiday season. I saw something that was so gross what? and so baffling that I was like, nope, we're done for the holidays. So I was at a co-op. And I saw something, and I put it up on my Instagram account. And Rocco, you saw the picture of this. I did, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, Ryan. I'm, I'm going on your. Instagram I went to right the now. co-op, and I saw the most disgusting thing that you can imagine. It is a maple syrup candle, maple syrup scented candle. Come on, sick, sick, wrong. Don't do it. You this hype that up? It's a maple syrup. That's disgusting, Ryan. I bet this candle smells like the leftover pancake flakes that you have at Perkins when they sit on your table and it like the, the old crusty sugar congeals. congeals and it festers. <laughs> so I'm declaring the holidays officially done because we can't have nice things. That is disgusting. That is a, you're, I think you're taking it a step too far. I, I'm not with wrong. Ryan on What's this. What's up, bro? <gasps> the maple syrup can It smells like breakfast every morning. No, we yes, can't. And Ew. it's made with like sort of antique looking Vermont maple syrup cans. You people are sick. You yeah. people are wrong. You people are sick. You're nuts. All Maple right. oh, syrup scented candles. Oh, it's like a little can too. Yeah, it's a that's piece. cute. It's, it's come on. cute. You can come and at me, at me on social media wow. if you think that these are okay because they're not okay. All right, I just needed to Could hear we that. Maybe my next week, fire one of those up and fire up your beer, your winter yeah. wheat at beer at the same candle. time. Yeah, or just you know see which one's better. Oh God, that will be the most disgusting room ever. Oh <laughs> well, when we get back. Speaking of disgusting, I've got a douchebag today that is gross. We're going to talk about him when we get back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Go. Go. Celebrity douchebags, we got them here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Colleen and Bradley are out today. I'm Holly. I'm here with Rocco and with Ryan. And, well, without further ado, Let's get to our Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Ah, yes, just because it was a holiday weekend doesn't mean that there weren't celebrities out there doing D-baggy things. So I bring you today my Lord D-bag of the Day, Formula One racer Lewis Hamilton. The ex-boyfriend of Nicole Scherzinger, who used to be in the Pussycat Dolls. So he's a big darn deal. Look, if you're into sports and you're into racing cards, you probably know who he is. Well, anyways, I'm crowning him my Lord D-bag of the day because of a video that he posted on social media of one of his young family members. And he's making fun of this family member for wearing a princess dress that this little boy got for Halloween. So this is a video that Lewis Hamilton put up on his social media. I'm so sad right now. Look at my nephew. Why are you wearing a princess dress? Is this what you got for Christmas? Why did you ask for a princess dress for Christmas? Boys don't wear princess dresses. Boys don't wear princess dresses is what Lewis Hamilton had to say about that. Now, what you're not getting in this video is that the little boy is so happy to be wearing this outfit. Obviously, he opened his Christmas presents. He's elated to be dressed up. And then you have Lewis Hamilton, your uncle or somebody in your family shaming you and then putting that video up on social media for the world to see. So D-baggy. So D-baggy. I don't think D-bag's enough. 
That's true. Right. You do have a point there. You do have a point there. You are getting, you're getting internet karma. You're trying to get internet karma for shaming this little kid who's just happy and elated. Like, right. You're well, sick. Yeah, I know. Right. And this is somebody in your family, just sick on so many levels. And then this made me so sad to see this video. And the kid is just enjoying himself. And, Whatever little kids want to play with, let them play with it. Let their imaginations run wild with anything. Do they like cars and trucks? Get them cars and trucks. If they like princess stuff, let them wear the dress. And guess what? Newsflash Lewis Hamilton, a child can like both of those things simultaneously and often do because they're human beings who who have multitudes inside of them. Like the fact that I mean, just the fact that you're you you're, he's getting so much joy out of this, and then just yes, that that's makes and then me your the uncle worst. Lewis craps all over your Christmas. Well, Lewis got a lot of flashback on social media, and as a result, well, surprisingly, he took the video down. Oh, yay! Because that always does so much good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, guess what? If you put it on the internet, it lives forever. Yeah, so, you know, and Rocco, you're a parent of a young child yes. and, and, and a young little boy, and I'm sure that he's into so many different things yeah, at any given time. Yeah, and things you know, you know, yeah. you try the first few years to try to get him to like the things that you, you steer him in, yeah, hey, how about this, listen yeah. to this, watch this, <laughs> yeah. and then at some point, they get their own opinions and they're gone, and you're like, okay, yeah, if you want to watch these weird YouTubers unboxing fidget spinners all day, that's... That's oh, your thing. Are they? And is he into unboxing <laughs> he likes, videos? Oh, he likes he likes YouTube. I mean, YouTubers are his thing, and I think that's almost all kids are like. Yeah, I, their famous people are YouTubers, you know. And we're just like, what? How does he find out about these? Sorry, I'm going I off think, on a little no, bit of a tangent, think, but I'm just know, I'm fascinated by this. I think one thing, and I, this kind of frightens me because who knows where it'll lead. But I think you know he'll watch something. And then it'll say, oh, you might like this. You know how YouTube is. Mm-hmm. And then he'll click on that. And then he'll be like, oh, my God, you know, these guys are hilarious. They, you know, they play spike ball or they do trick basketball shots and they think it's the funniest thing ever. And then they'll watch either more from that same group or YouTube will be like, well, if you like this, you might also like this. Right. And so he falls down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. just like, like us yeah. adults on YouTube. Yep. So he naturally is interested. Yep. I mean, I spent hours falling down the YouTube rabbit hole. I'm sure all of us have here. Right. Where it's just like, oh, all right. I just uh, spent a lot of time watching old Looney Tune cartoons. What? That didn't happen this weekend at all. So Lewis Hamilton, he is my Lord douchebag of the day. And I will say that TMZ reached out for a comment from him, but his people are not giving any comment about this video. So he was rightfully shamed on Twitter and the video was taken down. When I was a kid, I I pleaded to Santa Claus. I wanted the Barbie motorhome. I mean, yeah. I thought it was the coolest thing that Barbie was driving around, had this pink RV, and it was like grilling. Yeah, didn't it come with a grill? Yes. Yes. It came with a grill. There was a little oh bed in the back gosh. there. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it, I totally it remember opened this. opened up, and I never got it for Christmas. Yeah, so. I'm going to play set in the early 90s, mm-hmm. talking about a throwback, the Barbie Dream Camper play set. And it wasn't her, her and Ken and Skipper were having a little grill out in the front, and I, it folded out yes. so that you could play on the inside. I thought it was the coolest thing. I never got it. I got oh. a Buzz Lightyear spaceship instead. I mean, that's okay. Like, well, well, yeah, you know, you I take mean, what you can get. But yeah, exactly. I mean, you I know. quickly forgot about it, but I guess I didn't forget about it. Still somewhere in my cerebral cortex, this memory of never getting that motorhome. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry <laughs> that your childhood yeah. dreams were never fulfilled for the Barbie yeah. motorhome. So I'm sure I'd get lambasted by Lewis Hamilton for requesting that whatever he's such a d-bag all right Rocco do you have a celebrity d-bag today I do um I got a late night uh 
Facebook Messenger message last night from a friend, and he sent me like this link about a Gene Simmons story, oh Gene my, Simmons oh. of Kiss. And I said, John, I'm not, I'm not even going to click on it because okay. I know <laughs> Gene Simmons is a douchebag. He's like, you've got to. So sure enough, this morning I did click on it just in time to name Gene Simmons of Kiss my douchebag of the day. So there is, Kiss has basically, you know, five good songs from like the late 70s that they've been repackaging. I think you're being generous with that count. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe three, maybe. All right. And I yeah. do love Kiss. I was, I was like five years Army? old in 1977. So I was like... <laughs> Here's what I, yeah. I don't. I never joined the Kiss Army, but here's what I did do. You remember the Columbia House Records, where if you mailed in a penny, you could get 13 records or oh, whatever. Oh yes. Sure enough, that's what my mom told me not to. My mom told me not to. Sure enough, on the way to school, I dropped that penny in the mailbox and got seven <laughs> Kiss records in the mail. Three weeks later, didn't that didn't end well for me? But no, I do. I have a love hate thing with Kiss. I always have. But his latest money grab is to take. This thing, it's they have a new box set. He's calling it the Vault. I think they're selling it for two thousand dollars. Are you serious? Yes, oh, that's so Gene Simmons. But Stop if it. you want to pay fifty thousand dollars, Gene will come to your house and hang with you for the day, or oh! put on a show. Oh! And the the thing that separates the two thousand dollar box set from the fifty thousand dollar box set, in addition to the uh, live appearance by Gene is that um, it comes with a mystery door, and then if you open it up, it may contain um, a glove, like a leather glove of his. Stop it. Or like a Stop cassette. it, Rocco. <laughs> oh, my God. But he says he's doing it, you know, for the fans, because, you know, when you meet, when you meet, you know, your rock stars at a rock show, there's security, and there's lines, and there's, it, it's not real, it's not oh. an organic thing. Oh, But if you pony up the 50 grand... He'll he'll take that, you know. Oh, he'll just come that, to your house. and he'll bring you authenticity, yeah. like you've never seen before yeah. from a rock star. Oh my gosh, that is so, so disgusting. I would douchey. pay. It is super douchey. I would pay a thousand dollars to keep Jim, Gene Simmons away from my house. <laughs> I'd be like, oh god, Gene Simmons is coming to my house to do a concert. Here, have a thousand dollars. I don't want to see him. He is beyond d baggy. I mean, this is just one of the. This is just the latest, the yeah. latest in a long line of Gene Simmons d baggery. Yeah, my opinion of him has uh, gone down as of lately. Like I, th- oh, I, I thought, I'm like, surprised you had a high opinion. I, of I him, guess really. you know, I mean, you know as, how the mighty have fallen. As a younger kid, it was like, yeah, kiss, he's cool. And then as oh, I get course, older, yeah. it's like, oh, he's kind of a, a, a douche. Yeah, I mean, I think every little kid probably goes through maybe a couple month phase of where you discover kiss mm-hmm. and you and you look at their. You, maybe you read the comic books or read, saw some kind of cartoon or you even heard some of the jams. I mean, they had a couple good songs pretty simple songs mm-hmm. and then you like research the 80s a kiss where they took <laughs> off the makeup and they're dancing around at a junkyard and it's really awkward and then gene simmons is just gross and disgusting and i mean look at least i will give gene simmons this he has no shame yes just period he has no shame about giving you the Gene Simmons vault experience. He's like, look, I'm going to charge you thousands of dollars. We're going to have a transactional experience, an authentic transactional experience. And, you know, basically I'm going to put the goods out there and whoever buys this, that's their problem. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, did you mention the action figure that comes with this rock? Oh, yeah. It comes with okay. a Gene oh. action yeah. figure. It comes yeah. with like a coin. A, co- um, yeah. a coin. Yeah. Who wants to come? Oh, yeah. It says the vault. And, and something um, in Latin. And a book that Gene points out has 50,000 words in it. Stop it. That's yeah. important. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right, Rocco. So I'm at <laughs> GeneSimmonsVault.com and it says, 
we get an oversized commemorative coin, a deluxe book containing over 50,000 words and one and 160 pages of unseen photos wow. from my personal collection. Oh, good. Ooh. A dollar for every word of that book. 50,000 words. Wow. $50, well, $50, I, doubt, uh-huh. I doubt these photos are in there, but supposedly he did take a Polaroid of all the, the ladies who... Uh, had chance to have a backstage encounter with him Aww. all those years. Dude. Aww. Dude. <laughs> all right. Oh, thank you so much, Rocco, for sharing thank your you. Lord D-bag of the day, Gene Simmons. That was worth it. All right. Thank well, you. when we come back, got a little science news for you, and we're going to play more of Rocco's game. Rocco, what are you calling this game? Um. How, well, it, it kind of fits in with Snap Judgment, sort of, right? Or I don't know. All we're right. calling it um, Twin Songs. Twin Pick Songs. Twin Songs. All right, yes. we're going to play this game that Rocco has devised where we have songs that both have the same name, but they're different. And then we decide which one we like better. So we're going to play that. We're going to do some science. All when we get back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Was there a UFO sighting over Los Angeles this holiday weekend? Ooh, well, we're going to find out what exactly was flying over L.A. During our science segment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, Colleen and Bradley are out. Holly, Rocco, and Ryan are in. So, you guys. Yes. There was something flying over the skies in Los Angeles this weekend, and it was not a UFO. Why? 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 <laughs> because. Science! <laughs> Yes, Rocco, Ryan, and Julia. It was not a UFO that was sighted. Sighted scenes. Whatever. In the sky in Los Angeles this last weekend on Friday, it was actually a rocket, a Falcon 9 rocket launched by SpaceX. That is the program that Elon Musk started, ah. the guy who founded Tesla. So this is his space exploration side gig that he has. So it was a F. It was an FO. But we you did. That's right. Exactly. So we, we, it was an identified found flying, flying object. object. Yeah. Object. I don't know. Yeah. What it's whatever. What it's okay. Tuesday. Yeah. So it was an IFO. So, so people well, people saw this in the sky and people were freaked out about it. I remember seeing it on social media over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the image, it actually it, it is a UFO, unidentified flying object. Because you don't know what it is if you're just looking at it. It doesn't look like an airplane. It's not you know, an airplane chemtrail or anything like that, but it's really cool looking. But it was actually a Falcon 9 rocket from SpaceX, and it lifted off from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, just north of Los Angeles, right after sunset. So it left this really big pillowing explosion. Now, if you're looking at this and you're hanging out, just like, you know, hanging out on your porch in Hollywood, it's Friday night, you know, you're relaxing a little bit. Maybe you're like, you know, doing some things to relax and you're just staring up at the sky you see this thing flying through, I mean, yeah. X, X-Files right away, well, especially because, right? like, the the news out of last weekend was that uh, the CIA basically thinks UFOs are real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. And you're then right. the other news is that, you know, North Korea might, uh, you know, bomb California one of these days. <gasps> so if you're, in, if you're in Hollywood and see something in the sky, you're like... You're like it's oh, one of those two things. My goodness! I mean, you think they you, you, they let someone know, like maybe a little pamphlet in the mailbox. Like even even we all know that the, yeah that they're gonna blow the sirens on the first Wednesday of every month. Yes, shouldn't, that shouldn't is we, very true. So no one panics. It's like okay, yeah, it's the first Wednesday, so we shouldn't panic about these sirens. Yeah, shouldn't we uh, get a little notice? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So obviously, some people were concerned 
looking up at the skies on Friday night. But no, it was not a UFO, but it was something that was pretty cool. Now, I have a question for you guys. Would you uh, totally ride uh, into space on one of these SpaceX rockets? Um, I mean, is that something that interests either of you? Where would I go? Where would I go? I don't know. Just uh, if you could orbit the Earth. You know, we're not going to Mars yet because I feel like if you dedicate yourself to going to Mars, you also have to dedicate yourself to the idea of never coming back to Earth again. Yes. And I really I dig Earth. You dig Earth? I dig (laughs) it. You like it? It's a cool place. It is a cool place. It's a really cool place. I, you know, I'd I'd, as long as I can see it in the view, if as long as I can see it out the window and it's not like a star, it doesn't look like, you know, a little blip. I'd be comfortable in space. Okay. Brian is comfortable in space. Ronco, are you comfortable in space? I, I think I, the I think I'd like to be, but isn't the truth of it like you? Space travel does weird things to your body, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, yes, yes, it does. I mean, I'm humans sure, yeah. weren't. I mean, we're, I don't think we're designed to go into space, but by God, we found a way. All right. Well, if I can get cybernetic implants that won't mess with my body, I will totally go into space. I'm going to space. Yeah, you're let's going to space. Let's do it. Well, you know, and the thing that you were talking about, Rocco, at the beginning of the story was, yeah, that the CIA revealed that they've been working on UFO research for the past 60 years. Yeah. And that some people, saw, you know, some pilots saw something that stopped and turned around and went backwards and they can't explain it. Right. It's called the Advanced Aviation mm-hmm. Threat Identification Program and it was reportedly established, well this was reportedly established in 2007 to investigate unexplained aerial phenomena that appeared to be using novel propulsives, hovering and otherwise advanced technologies and apparently there's a 490 page report detailing the program's findings. Hasn't been released yet. Ooh. Novel propulsives. Yeah, I'm, I mean, good I job wanna, reading that. I know. I want to <laughs> put on my tinfoil hat with this one real bad because it, I just want to know. The truth is out there, you guys. I, I want to know. I think they they know. They don't want us to know. Oh, because yeah. that would create that would change everything. That would change everything, and our lives it would really be would. changed forever. Well, thank you. I'm ready. I'm ready. Totally. All right. And I'm also ready. To play Rocco's okay, game. Okay, cool. All right, that's so we good? did our science for the day. We were contractually obligated to give you a little smarts and to tell you that it wasn't a UFO out in the sky over the weekend in L.A. Now it's time to play a game. So, Rocco, explain your game. Well, it occurred one to time. me one time. I can't remember how I came up with it, but I was making a, a DJ list for bowling, and I was like, these songs have the same name, but they're different songs, and they're good. So I made a list of of a playlist called Songs I Like That Have the Same Name. And I thought about it yesterday when I thought about the river versus river. Anyways, I thought, I want to get your opinion and see what which song you think is better between these two songs that have the same name. So we can, which you want to do the one, you want to do um, ABBA versus Rihanna? Oh, totally. All, All right. right. So this is ABBA versus Rihanna. The song... SOS. SOS. So track one of SOS. Is this ABBA or this is Rihanna? All right, ABBA comes first. Here we go. Oh, yeah. 
better than this version of SOS. SOS, please, Choice to make. I forgot how good Rihanna's SOS is. Ooh, I'm gonna go with ABBA though. Oh wow! ABBA's SOS. Got to go with the classic. It has those really cool electronic sound effects in it. (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Rihanna. Ooh, Ryan. Yep. Rocco. You know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty stuck in the '70s for for much of the things I like in life. Yeah. But I I think that Rihanna that was. That was a jam. That just sort of announced Rihanna. I'm here. I'm on the scene. Yes. This song rules. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be all famous. Right. That takes me back. Yeah. Rihanna's SOS. That's a good one. Has been ruled the superior SOS here on Rocco's. Uh, what are we calling this again? <laughs> twin songs. Twin songs. Twin songs. All right. Twin, yeah, we need, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little something, a little bit more zesty. And we're going to be playing this twin song game all throughout the final hour of the Colleen and Bradley show today on here on My Talk 1071. But before we get playing uh, to playing some more twin song, we got to talk about Star Wars. So I read a story today. It looks like Disney is preparing for that Han Solo movie to be a big flop but here's the thing i don't think that that's very much a big deal because i think that our expectations for star wars movies are just too darn high we put too much weight on these star wars movies so disney is they they, they think this is going to happen that's they think that, that this is going to happen that doesn't show much confidence it doesn't really show much confidence but this movie has gone through some drama and mm-hmm. a lot of people have had mixed feelings about star wars the last jedi yes. like that just because it's an okay movie that the sky is falling yes. and that you know everything is going to uh heck in a handbasket but really you guys it's not that big of a deal so we're going to talk about star wars we're going to talk about the han solo movie we're talking wookie when we get back here mm-hmm. on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment today with holly with rocco with ryan and we're gonna do star wars when we get back right after this